This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Construction and Power Women Investing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure... Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is... Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show. And good morning, everybody. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstown. Here's my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. We are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson. In Southern Arizona, so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right. And we invite people to visit us at FredandJeff.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. And, say it, Fred, podcast addict. Podcast addict. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have you say it. Dude, and, there's and so much stuff going me. on in this spring 2016. It is unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. I'm barely getting my bearings back from uh, the spring. The Chumpy Fair? Street Fair on 4th Avenue. <laughs> How'd it go? Awesome. We had uh, we ran out of water on Saturday. We we, You know, I blame management. We gave out, <laughs> sold... Distributed over eighty thousand bottles of water on Saturday. No, for the whole show. We ran out on Saturday. We had to go back and get a few more pallets of water to cover the the bulk of Saturday and Sunday. So amazing. when you say you distributed, gave out, and sold, which was it? All three. So why would you sell it to some and give it away to others? Well, we give it away to our workers so mm-hmm. they don't pass out. Got it. We give it away to the artists who pay a fee to be right. at the fit. They festival. want Wooter. Right. And then we sell it to everybody else. There you go. There so, you go. yeah. So, uh, record beer sales, record attendance. There were artists that literally sold out of their materials. No kidding. It is crazy. That's awesome. It was crazy. So, we're very excited that uh, so many people came out and, and enjoyed themselves on beautiful Fourth Avenue. Now, now this is how, was this your second spring show? My personal spring. Yeah, second your, your second. Yeah. So Kurt and some of the folks that have been with Fourth Avenue for a, a longer amount of time. Yeah. Did they say this was kind of a record breaking event? Or no, every, everyone has recognized that this is it was a record breaking event. Wow, it was and amazing. What do you guys, other than the weather, because the weather's been absolutely gorgeous, and we all know that when the weather's beautiful, people come out in droves. But other than the weather, what do you you know what do you say? What do you claim was a great uh, reason for breaking all the attendance records? Uh, most people attribute that to me. Really? Yeah. In yeah. what way? That uh, since I've been there, the the air smells fresher. <laughs> the sun is brighter. Yes, that's the because colors, they're closing the bathroom door and turning the fan on, right? The colors are more wonderful. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, that's all. Good me. lord! So really, you have no idea. No, it's you know it's it's uh, the 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 artisans that were there had wonderful products, wonderful crafts. But they always do, don't they? Yeah, they do. But uh, I think you know the fact that a lot of them were getting close to. You know, I mean, you couldn't look around and not see somebody holding a bag of some sort, uh, not holding a beer, not holding you know a turkey leg, something. It people were just in a good mood, and I think. Uh, uh, the weather was a part of it. The fact that we had great en- entertainment there. Uh, George Miguel, our buddy George from uh, Temecula, California, Ooh. Uh, drove in and did uh, some entertainment. We had the, the first annual 
And I guess we have we'll be doing this twice a year at at, at uh, spring and, and winter uh, street fair, but we had the first uh, biannual uh, poutine eating contest. Yeah, poutine spon- sponsored by U.S. Fries. Love those cheese curds and gravy. Yeah, and uh, the guy is you know it's so typical like you know those Nathan hot dog deals where like the skinniest guy wins the contest. Right. So the we had the, the there was a final on sun, Sunday afternoon, and there were like eight eight guys, and they're all like monster huge. The guy that that took away the trophy was like real thin, and just he scarfed almost five boxes of poutine in five minutes. And and for those of our local friends that don't know what that Canadian delicacy is, this is what it's, is poutine? It's a box of French fries covered mm-hmm. in cheese curd and uh, gravy. Right, good oh, lord! Now, oh how God. much? How many pounds is in a box, or is it even a pound of? I don't. They never. They don't measure it. They just fill these boxes full of fries. So it could be. So it's like if you think about like a and um, like an eight by four by three box. So it could have been a pound of food. Uh, probably, yeah. Oh, Holy easily. I made so this guy ate five pounds of poutine in how long? Five minutes. Oy! That's crazy. Yeah, but he did. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he did. The 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 uh, first place was a five hundred dollar gift card to U.S. Fries. Oh, good so he'll Lord. be eating poutine for a while. Jesus, <laughs> time to bring all the fr- family and friends over for some poutine. Yeah. So uh, other stuff going on Fourth Avenue coming up. We have the Jello Wrestling event coming up. And you know, we there's the there's Gabba, great, the Gabba Bike Swap. Great stuff up. going on at the Main Gate. And Square we too. also have the Rotter Show coming up. Cool. Now, you know what else is coming up, actually? I think this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, is the uh, Cyclovia, which actually starts at the Los Barrio and travels through the heart of downtown into, uh, or the heart of campus, U of A, down to uh, Hemel Park, so Hemel do, Library. Do you think there's anything else going on in Tucson other than what's going on on 4th Avenue? Actually, Cyclovia is not going, going on on 4th Avenue. Uh-huh. They, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't, this year the, the route does not go through downtown. So the, the question still stands? No, not much. Oh, interesting. Cyclovia, that's it. Hmm. So at the main Great Square, there's starting, actually it started yesterday. No, it started Friday night, this last Friday night, is Jazz Summer Concert Series, Friday Night Live, and the U of A Jazz Band performed this last Friday. And this guy, this concert series at the Main Gate Square is going to happen all the way through August 26th. There's a lineup, amazing lineup, that's going to be performing jazz in the Geronimo Plaza Courtyard. So, folks, grab your sweetie and go on down to the free Tucson Live Jazz Friday Night Live Jazz Concert Series at the Main Gate. I think that's a cool way to stimulate a little bit of... uh, a little bit of goodwill for those uh, for those business owners down there. And that, of course, is brought to you by our great friends at SACA, the Southern Arizona Arts and Cultural Alliance. We also have the Tucson Historic Preservation Tour, home tour, the Grand Adobes of the Tucson Basin, which is happening uh, this next week, April 23rd. Actually, it's in 13 days, so it's almost two weeks away. Tickets are on sale. Go to Tucson Historic Preservation Foundation. Very cool. So you'll see. Oh, there's actually even a VIP reception Friday night, the 22nd. Um, That goes from 630 till the music ends. Wonderful, wonderful history and culture down 
checking out all the grand adobes of the Tucson Basin. And then, of course, today there's tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff going on. I mean, it's kind of crazy how much stuff is going on you know, every to, day. Uh, this afternoon, Fall Staff, Arizona Opera has Fall Sweet. Staff. Sweet. We went last night. It was brilliant. Really? Oh, yeah. That's oh, awesome. Man. So if you're uh, if you're down in Tombstone at the uh, the Rose Tree Festival, hope you're having a good time down there. If not, head on down to Tombstone. Um, Mountain Lion Talk was this morning at the Sabino Canyon Visitors Center. There's Actually, always something cool going down. Yeah, and coming up on Monday, April 18th, which is uh, next Monday, the Stewart Observatory Public Evening Lectures is going to have the final uh, of a series. There's a three-lecture series called Finding Earths Among Other Worlds. And it's very interesting uh, discovery process. They're going out and looking for Earth-type planets in other solar systems. Cool. Very cool. So they're going to be talking about that because there was an article recently, actually last week, the week before, about how uh, the latest Earth they found is actually hotter than they they imagined it would be. Interesting. Than they thought, you know, based on scientific methodology. That's cool. Um, well, it's not cool because if you wanted to, you know, go over there, you couldn't land. I think it's cool that they discovered that. You burn up. Interesting. Also today, because burning big, cool. big, big favorite of mine is the Marana Bluegrass Festival. That's happening today. It started a little earlier this morning. It goes till 5 o'clock tonight. And they're going to have the Superstition Ridge, the Lost Hombres, Road Trio. The Lost Hombres? Snoring Dogs. I mean, it's the name of the band, Fred. Lost Hombres? The Lost Hombres. That, I mean, so that, folks, you want to get out. Definitely want to get out to the Aura, Aura May Harn, Aura Harn, right? Um, park. Well, oh, I knew her as Aura Harn. I didn't know her personally, but... Oh, I knew her. Did you know Aura Harn? Yeah, she was the uh, quintessential mayor of Dogpatch, Arizona. Yeah. Or, or, old, old, old... She she actually, you know, she actually was responsible for the transformation of, of Marana from Dogpatch to, uh, you know, vibrant, uh, really kicking community in Tucson. That's cool. In, in the uh, region. So Aura May Harn Park, 13251, 13,251 North Lawn Adams Road. Get out there. The Greg Morton Band, I think they, they are at 4.15 to 5 o'clock, and then the Snorn Dogs are closing it out tonight. So great bluegrass out in Marana. Oh, I have a request. This is a uh, um, a social or a community Community service request. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Center for Compassion Studies at the University of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, is Our great friend Leslie Langbert. Exactly. The the College of Social and Behavioral Sciences. Uh, there is a trip that they're putting together to Orvieto, Italy. Wow. And it's from June 19th to the 26th uh, in the year of our Lord, 2016. Um, and it's uh, intended to help cultivate the qualities of mindfulness and compassion and gratitude in the hearts of uh, in the heart of an Italian countryside. And so the community, the community service aspect of this is send Fred to Italy. You can send checks to Fred at at uh, scriptsbroadcasting.com. Dude, you're so funny. Sam Hughes. So actually, but it's actually a is, a tri- is a trip. So if you're interested, contact uh, the kids over at the compassion center and uh, it should be Center for Compassion. It should be a really awesome experience uh, taking some folks from Tucson uh, out to Italy and to uh, 
have that uh, that life experience. Sounds good. Sam Hughes Neighborhood is having their garden tour today. It runs from now until 4 o'clock, so head on over to Sam Hughes and check out the Neighborhood Garden Tour, which I think is a super fun thing to do. Meet your neighbors over there. And then the huge event, family event happening today, in addition to everything we've talked about, but today is the final day of the U of A's Spring Fling on the Arizona Mall. Runs till 6 o'clock tonight. That, excuse me, that is the uh, largest student-run thing in the world, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it used to be, at one point, it used to be the largest student-run carnival in the world. And I think it may still be. But I think they get over 25,000 people that come rolling in there to... And they've got like 30 or 40 rides. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But it's definitely an adventure. So, folks, grab yeah, the kids. It's not, and... as, it's not as big as Street Fair. <sighs> yes, true. That did is I mention, very true. Did I mention there's Jell-O wrestling coming up on Street Fair? You did. Or on uh, Fourth in, Avenue? In, in your annoying segment earlier, you did. You did, definitely. And then finally, today, oh, not from finally. 2 to 4, is the Rincon Rotary Club's 8th Annual Taste of Chocolate. It, that's happening over at the Double Tree across from Reed Park. Here, let me give you a, pre- a preview of the Rotary Club's Taste of Chocolate. Yeah. Okay. This should be interesting. Mmm, chocolate. Not, there will be no Homer Simpsons going to this. Well, there could be if you go, but that that's a huge fundraiser for these guys. Um, they're they're going to have uh, the chocolate milk station, coffee station, and a root beer float station, as well as. All the yummy, yummy chocolates for the competition. Yeah. That is super fun. We had one of the fellows from the Rincon Rotary come over and chat at our downtown Rotary Club a couple of, uh, oh, about a month or so ago. And uh, the event sounds fantastic. So, folks, if you've got a little time tonight, go check out the Rotarians at the Doubletree on Reed Park. So when you talk about the Rotary on, on uh, the show, do yes. they find you? Uh, do they find me? No, because I'm promoting the Rotary. Yeah, but so but, if I were to promote my business, so so this is how you get fined with Rotary. You get so you know that Ronstadt Insurance won the the Cornerstone Building Foundation Award for Service Professional for 2016. Sometime at some point, somebody out there is going to publish a picture of of me or say something about my company, and a Rotarian will find it, submit it to the president of Rotary, and then zing, I'll probably get whacked. 100 bucks or something for scholarships, which I'm totally cool with. Cool. So I'm just going to start sending things in. You should. So if I have a blog, you should. <laughs> I can say Ronstadt Insurance, winner of the Tuesday afternoon uh, cigar award. No, Fred, because then, most of these people will know it's coming from you. And so subsequently. Yeah, but, but they won't hmm. care. They'll just, they get their 100 bucks. Okay. And oh, I forgot the Tucson Symphony Orchestra. Oh, dude, we met uh, Jose Luis Gomez, the new maestro. For the Tucson Symphony Orchestra, we're going to have them on the show in a, in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. Yeah. Phenomenal. Our symphony is in such great hands. Yeah. The guy's great. And we also met the new executive director of the Tucson Museum of Art. He's going to be coming on the show in a couple of months. Once he and his wife finish their move from Tucson, they're to currently Tucson. in to Tucson from Miami. But uh, the, today, the Tucson Symphony Orchestra is having their movable music feast at 530 down at uh, Tanka Verde Ranch. So that's super fun. Folks, the point that we're trying to make... Over and over again. Again. Oh, and the rent preview. 
They're doing the Rent preview. The Arizona Repertory Theater, I think the preview of Rent is happening today. And folks, if you've never gone down to the Arizona Repertory Theater, they're fantastic. Also fantastic. And they're previewing Rent today. So the point we're trying to make is there's so much to do. Get out of the house. Go meet your neighbors. Have some fun. Build some community. Whether it's going to 4th Avenue or doing something that is really meaningful, go out and have a great time because that's what makes Tucson a great place to live. And we'll have more for you here on The Big Show. So stick around. We'll be right back. This bit of the Fred and Jeff show is brought to you by Unicom Graphics, Steel Door, and Sleeping Frog. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff show. This is the Fred and Jeff show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Shukshon. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and uh, culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. <laughs> and Jeff, you know, Fred, my allergies are bugging me a little bit lately. Mia had a uh, had a sinus infection and strep throat and ear infection all at the same time, and so the uh, the allergies have really kind of knocked me out the last couple of weeks. Well, like the, towards the end of the last segment, I just got this thing in my throat. I kept on coughing and yeah, made... we all heard, we yeah, heard, yeah, we heard. So I don't know what's going on. Oh, I know what's going on. What you need some water, water? No, you don't need water in the desert. We live in the desert. You do not need water. Ugh, here we go. Where what did, do you need, where, Fred? I need tequila. No. And a cigar and no. a patio. That's all and I a need. star to sailor by. No. Yeah, Just, no, because no, you don't sail a patio. I guess if you drink enough tequila, you could feel like you are sailing. Mm, I've seen that happen with you before. Um, Oops, sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so as as we enter into spring in the old Pueblo. This is where we need some background music. One of the greatest uh, events of the year occurs, and that is the Arizona International Film Festival. Correct. And with us is Mia Schneibel, who is the marketing diva for the festival, and she's been with us for, I don't know, how, as long as this show's been around, you've come on every year. I think, yeah, I think this would be your sixth appearance on the show. I believe so. Probably more than that, because because during the festival, you actually come on and give us updates, and and if we're if we're live on the last Sunday, we get to announce the winners that's of the festival. A, that's always a fun show. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, totally that, my favorite. That's when all the envelopes trade hands at that point. Right. Ernst and Ernst comes out. The guy no, with the suitcase with the... With the uh, He's got oh, no, the I was talking about handcuff the, on his hand. It looks like uh, you know Jake Blues I was walks about in, the, opens it up. I was Here's the envelope. About the thick envelopes. The thick envelopes. They have you know greenbacks, U.S. currency. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Fred, this is a completely non-profit, publicly funded event. The, you know, nobody's re- making money. They refuse to air, to broadcast, to show, to film, to to screen the Kleenex by Fred Ronstadt. <laughs> Mia, competition was really hard. Yes, it was really hard this year. Yeah, Fred got beat out by a six-year-old taking a picture of their foot. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mia, 
Well, you were telling me something earlier that I thought was really super cool because I'm a big fan of nonprofits that spend as much money as they can on what it is that you're trying to do. Like, for instance, the Arizona Daily Star Sportsman's Fund, send a kid to camp. Those Good folks, program. yeah, thank you. Those folks spend 98 and a half cents of every dollar they raise sending kids to camp. You guys at the Arizona International Film Festival spend 100% of the money you raise, bringing these amazing filmmakers, the amazing films, doing this festival for Tucson, I think it's amazing. Yep. If we have any money left over, um, our festival director, Julius Gallinger, gets really mad because he's like, we could have planned better and we could have brought in another filmmaker. Wow. Our goal is to bring in as many filmmakers to experience the festival and experience Tucson as we can. Well, and that makes it that much better for the folks that are going to the festival to meet the filmmakers. It really does. Because uh, you're not even just bringing in filmmakers. You're bringing in the folks that are in front of the camera as well. Yeah, the actors, the producers, the writers, the cinematographers. It's a real wide mix. And it's really cool because so any type of person you want to meet that makes the what section of the film, you can meet them at the festival. Last year we had over 80. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And you're, and it's not like your festival is 80 days. Only 17. Yeah, you cram this thing in just about a little over two weeks. Yep. And you've got folks, That's a that's got to be a logistics nightmare, rolling all these people in and out. And It is. And, you know, the, a lot of the filmmakers work, so they can only come in on certain days or they're going to different festivals. So the cool thing about our festival is Julio says, you're in. Do you think you might be able to come when? And then he makes a schedule around that. So he just makes another headache for himself for the opportunity to bring in more filmmakers. And and I just want to, I don't want to belabor this point too much, but I do. How many paid staff do you guys have at the film festival? Zero. Yeah, it's amazing. Zero. And how many films, how many films will you screen this year for the festival? This year we had over 800 films apply for a hundred spots. Wow. And those screeners have to watch every single film start to finish, including the credits. So we are talking a true labor of love. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. It's 800. True. I don't think I've seen 800 films in my lifetime. And these guys are plowing through 800 films in what, a month? Yep. February. You don't see any of the screeners. They're, they're just hunkered down watching movies. Yep. And then this year that we had the added problem of so much quality, the screeners were getting into, well, friendly arguments, let's say. Oh, really? About which films they deemed for the festival. Yeah, you know, and I like that friendly argument yeah. over which films. Because I would assume that a lot of the screeners have personal favorites yes. that maybe someone else might not be as, yes. as excited about. That is correct. So different tastes, and then they, they battle it out. They, they said we could have doubled the amount of documentaries that we had this year. We could have run the festival for 30 days and had quality all 30 days. Wow. It was one of the hardest years for the um, screeners to do. And part of that is because it's our 25th year. Everybody wanted to be part of the silver celebration. That's awesome. 25 years. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, we have to take a quick break. Okay. Folks, we'll be right back with more on the Arizona International Film Festival and our friend Mia and special guests. So stick around for more here on The Fred and Jeff Show.
This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Contracting, Ronstadt Insurance, and Casa de la Luz Hospice. Ugg Farms. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Shukshon. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Fred. And we invite people to visit us at fredandjeff.com. Follow us on Facebook, like us on something, and subscribe <laughs> Come to on. us. Come So what is it? Follow us on, no, like us on Facebook. Follow, follow us on, on Twitter, Twitter. And subscribe to this Tome of Wisdom on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. That is right. And, 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 Podcast Addict. Very good, Jeffrey. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's the first time in months since we've been on that. Eh, because I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck. Uh, you know how it works. Uh, so we're talking works. with Mia Schneibel, who is the uh, marketing maven for uh, the Arizona. Arizona International Film Festival. Yay! <laughs> Did you add that yay part to I the name of the Arizona no, National Film Festival? It's, yay! It's part, of, it's part of the logo. It's right there. Yay! With the little puppy dog. That's right. So, so uh, the the festival opens uh, what next? Uh, the fourteenth, right? Yep, Thursday the fourteenth. And so you get a party before tax day. And the, yeah, it's great. Um, the anthropologist is our opening night film, and uh, the filmmaker was actually here in two thousand eight with the linguist. Um, talking about how every day three languages die. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, because these older people are dying off and the younger generations aren't picking up the language. So he, it was an incredible film, and now he's back with the anthropologist. So we're so super excited. So are three cultures dying each year? No, three languages are dying every day. I can't no. believe that. Three languages yeah. are dying no, every no, day. No, no, I'm saying you, there's the linguist. Oh, and now we yeah. Have the anthropologist. Yeah, no, um, actually, the anthropologist is talking about how climate change is affecting different cultures. That's not what it says here. Yeah, it says at the core of the anthropologist are the parallel stories of two women, Margaret Mead, who popularized cultural anthropology in America, and Susie Crate, who an environmental anthropologist currently studying the impact of climate change, uniquely revealing from their daughter's perspectives, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, so you gave away the punchline. Wow. Now people don't have to see it. They have to see it because it's an amazing film. <laughs> Not, I mean, look at all the awards. It's well, really, it is. It has won it is, so many awards. It, it is sweeping the film festival circuit. Okay, I got to ask you this question. It's going everywhere. So most of the amazing films that I've seen the last couple three years, yeah, I haven't seen at Park Place, or I haven't seen, you know, of course, you know, you got to see the Avengers, and you got to see yes. Deadpool, and you got to see those yeah. great movies. Yes. But a lot of these movies that I've seen have been on like Netflix and Amazon and at the loft and at the screening room. And they always have those little laurels yes. around there, around the, you know, the, the logo or whatever it is that they're promoting the movie with. These films that get these awards it, and they show those awards on their, you know, on their advertising. Yes. That is to me become position number one for a movie that you want to go and see. Correct. If you are unclear on something that comes up on Netflix or Amazon and you see a lot of those laurels and look at the laurels and see if they're official selection or if they're award winners, it's going to hedge your bet that it's a it's It's a brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like um, Wildlife from last year's festival played in over 200 film festivals across the world. Across the world. Yes. And now you can see that on Amazon and, and iTunes and 
And it's really cool. So when you see different films, you'll see the Arizona International Film Festival laurels because um, we're one of the top 40 out of 4,000 film festivals. Now, when you say top 40, is it by attendance or no, by... Uh, Quality, prestige. Wow. Um, we have a lot, a big word of mouth uh, from the filmmakers. The filmmakers find out about us through other filmmakers. They have a circuit. They run into each other every week, every month, um, and they discuss who you should go to, and our name always comes up. And when we talk about these filmmakers, because we, we're going to have a filmmaker on here in a minute, yeah. but when we talk about these filmmakers, mm. these guys and gals, these folks, are going to these film festivals for one reason, and that is to... Share their vision. Yeah. And get their film out there. There, A lot of the filmmakers aren't in it to make money. They just want their voice to be heard. And that's the crazy thing that's so great about film festivals is you have independent thought being promoted. Five, six years ago when when Fred and I first started hanging out with you uh, in the film festival, you guys screened a movie called Happy. Yes. Won a billion awards. Billion awards. blows me away today when I, you know, when I talk to somebody about, hey, how you doing and what's going on and gosh, I'm just not that happy. I don't know what, you know, the economy, the political crazy, blah, blah, blah. And I would say, yeah, you got to watch, you know, go, go rescreen that movie happy. Yep. And they look at me like, what, what are you talking about? So, and you can find happy on Facebook and you can buy the DVD. Actually, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's, but, it's but really it cool. was screened here in Tucson. Yes, we were one of the first. Yeah. And Rocco Bellic, the, yeah. the director. He the, came in. Twice. And, yep. And he was just amazing. Amazing guy. So amazing. folks, when we talk about the Arizona Film International Film Festival, it's not just a couple of guys out there with digital cameras that are taking pictures of Kleenexes blowing down the beach. Hey, you know what? The Red Balloon is a classic movie. Yes, it is. But it is the Kleenex classic. is not. <laughs> Kleenex might need to get recut. Just, just I think where it is now is fine. <laughs> but, the, but the point is, is these are amazing movies yes. done by a lot of people with amazing visions who may not who are not known to your average movie-going person. Yep. Well, Doesn't mean that they're not worth your time. That is correct. So last year we had Bear Story, and it was a, a story about a bear who lost his family. But if you knew the backstory, it was actually about how the Chilean government essentially stole this guy's grandfather away from the, the human, the human grandfather, away from the family. And it was all about the Chilean revolution. Like, you could look at it as a bear story, or you could look at it, uh, it was like kind of explaining the Chilean, you know, revolution. And that actually won the Oscar last year. Well, this year. This year, right. This year. First Chilean movie ever to win an Oscar. Screened here. Screened here. At the Arizona International Film Festival. Well, then there's just, I mean, there's cool stuff. Like, uh, it was two festivals ago, maybe. The Saxman. Yes. Oh man, great! Um, you love that, right? When it incredible. came out, didn't oh, you? Man, it's most amazing film. I, most... I I have a soft spot spot for documentaries. Just to start with, but this is a great film. And, and great film. And then, but you know, then it goes on. Uh, it had an Indiegogo uh, fun funny campaign, so it yep. could get because had to, they hadn't bought the rights for the music and stuff. Music's very expensive for films. Yeah, so I mean, it's also an opportunity for these guys to to say, hey, check this work out and support us, so we can get it. To a wider audience, and because you don't during the Q and A, and this I think one of the most cool things about the festival is you do get a chance to talk to the directors and the producers and, and the actors, and you find out that you know it's not just taking your camera out and doing stuff. There's all the back end work. Well, and, and you have commonality with these people. Yeah, you know, but, but you get but you learn that you know every time somebody utters happy birthday to you, someone's writing a check. Yeah. 
you know, it's like they're, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and they're they're eventually, I think, they're working on breaking that uh, contract. Um, but the one cool thing is, you, like you said, you get to ask the filmmakers any question you want. It's like, how did you do that shot? Why did you do it that way? And you get to hang out with them afterwards. We have music cafes, and you just got to hang out and talk about film. And the cool thing is, our filmmakers always say how intelligent the Tucson audiences are. They never say that about us. Uh, well, they do. They always say <laughs> they're like. No, I'm just talking about me and Jeff. Yeah, well, no, or but Jeff. no. Overall, they're always impressed about on um, the questions they ask because they're, they're, you know, their Tucson audiences aren't necessarily thinking about how much the film cost. Yeah. But how did you do that shot? Why did you select that? Why yeah. did you do this? Yeah. Well, online with this, we have uh, we're going to take a break in a, in a couple seconds, but let's introduce. Um, Bart, before we take the break, then we can just start asking him questions about how did you do that shot, Bart? Bart, <laughs> Bart is an amazing uh, filmmaker who's been in the festival several times, and he's part of this new thing called Short Shorts, which is shorts under five minutes. So we're very excited. Micro that he's part shorts. Of micro shorts. Micro shorts. Okay, Bart, how are you doing? Isn't like Daisy Dukes? Good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Hi, hey, Bart. So, Bart, you're from Tucson? I'm from, well, I'm from Phoenix and uh, Aravaca. I have a property down by the border in Aravaca. Okay, just just say you're from Aravaca from now on. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and this, like Southern Arizona, that's right. <laughs> and now, is this, this is not the first film that you'll be screening uh, at the festival, is it? Uh, no, I've screened films since uh, 2006. And uh, um, what I like about the um, Arizona Festival is how open it is to like area artists, local artists, um, experimental films, uh, Julio and Mia and, and their committees have been open to, uh, a lot of independent film producers. And, you know, what us filmmakers are seeing more of now is a lot of these film festivals are starting to close down. In other words, they, they want to get like the sun, like we call it the Sundance Flowdown. you know, films that come from the big festivals and, it seems to be more like they want to get the, the people in the door and the numbers as opposed to, um, you know, really giving the, um, the independent people, the, um, the smaller independents, um, a shot, you know? Cool. So, but I could say the uh, Arizona international film festival has been really good about supporting the local, local filmmakers. And, uh, that's a big key. Yeah. That's awesome. Now tell us a little bit about your film and give us an idea of what yeah, prompted um, you. Yeah, my genre, uh, well, you know, I'm kind of like uh, an, more of an experimental filmmaker. I um, I look at film more from an art standpoint than an entertainment st- standpoint. Of course, although, although films have to be entertaining to some extent, of sure. course. But um, I like to work with, um, you know, various types of imaging equipment, uh, you know, uh, old technology, new technology, old computers, uh uh, I like to stylize my films, you know, uh, graphically and colors. And um, most of my stuff is non-narrative. And uh, the the film I'll be showing, Roadstorm, on uh, the Arizona Shorts Night, uh, that was um, that fit into this micro shorts category. And um, it's basically um, I was, uh, you know, during the monsoon season, uh, we get these tremendous electrical storms, which you know, you know, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was driving down to Arabaca on a Friday night, and of course, as you know, when you get off the highway, I-19, it's a, like a 30-minute drive up to, uh, continuing southwest to Arabaca, um, a remote town, and um, there was this 
hellacious uh, monsoon microburst storm going on, and it was it was night. And I luckily I had my GoPro camera and some other imaging equipment with me, and um, I was able to drive this 30 minutes, record this entire storm like coming at me as it was happening, lightning. And then once I got the footage and when I got into the editing of it, I compressed it all down to two minutes. So it's like almost wow. like a time. It's like a time elapse. Uh, we are going up this road at super speed, and yet you have this tremendous lightning storm in front of you. And um, then separately, I recorded the audio. Um, for several years, I've been recording the storms in Aravaca uh, with audio field recording equipment. So I combined my field recording with the with this imagery and created this real kind of psychedelic, uh, you know, this amazing storm with lightning and, and thunder and, um, you know, kind of like a surround type of experience. That's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, we're looking you know, forward to screening that in the, in, or seeing that in the festival. Yeah, I, that's how I do most of my films. They're mostly like, uh, it, all my films are kind of experiments, you know, and uh, that's, I like to, I like to work with the the imagery that people would normally leave behind, you know, I like sure. the, I like the textures in film because it, it, um, you know, I like the, what I call texture in film and it, it creates moods and emotions. And, uh, um, I've done that with old, like old eight millimeter film that I found that had, uh, was decayed. And, uh, I may, may remember that film and it was called intangible because it was, it was about memory and decay because the film was decaying, uh, you know, it's old film and, and it's about, it was these memories, you know, like a, they were like family type footage, but just fragments. And um, it, it, I was able to weave together this this story of you know lost lost memories. And it was an eight minute film. It wasn't a short short, but uh, it was an eight minute uh, short film. And what and, was that film uh, called? That one film was called Intangible. Intangible. Yeah, cool. I think that's online on Vimeo. I think I have it online there. Oh, that's uh, all, well. If you do, we'll uh, we'll post it on the Friend Jeff Show. FredJeff.com website, so yeah, our listeners can check it out. I'll send you the link on that. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. So we're talking to Bar- Bart Santello, who is one of the filmmakers at the Arizona International Film Festival, coming up this week. And, no, and on the 14th. Starts on the 14th. And uh, he's uh, the owner, the producer of Psychotropic Films. And we're going to be taking a break real quick. Yeah, but Bart, when's your film going to screen? It will screen with the Arizona Shorts on uh, Friday night, the 15th at 9.30. Awesome. Awesome. Bart, thanks for what you do. We're really, really happy, really happy about that. And uh, we're happy you could come on. And good luck at the film festival. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with another filmmaker here on The Friend Jeff Show. So stick around. This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Anthony's Cigar Emporium, Power Women Investing, and Mayfield Florist. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. This is the 
Fred Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronson. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is correct. And we have been talking with Mia Schneibel, uh, the marketing and... Development. Well, director. you know, we need to come up with a better title. We the to, the know, maven. Like, you can't just make up titles. Yeah, yeah I can. <laughs> yes, so, he can. So, you know, when people like, you know, get some kind of injury and it's like usually, oh, I tripped over a beer can. Yeah. See, I always tell them, make up, you know, you saved a child from burning building. It's always got to embellish. But that's not things. a title. That's embellishing no, a story. But, you know, title, but we have to have like, you know, director of. Um, Human development. No, 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 no. Or so the you, Arizona International Film Festival for the Gifted. That would be where I go. To see my film, yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, that's uh, you know something. So it's like uh, Mia Schneibel, the director of Fantastic Frivolity there at the festival, do do a little alliteration there. All right. So, anyways, uh, we were talking to Bart Santello before the break, uh, who is going to be. I'm going to call these things. They're you call them micro shorts. Well, they're not all micro shorts. Just his. Oh, um, it's part of the Arizona Short Program on Friday. I think we should April call them 15th. Daisy Dukes. Okay. Well. Mm. We'll, we'll think about that. We'll get back to you. Fred, don't don't we'll upset Mia. Please don't upset Mia. We'll get back to you. She'll right. take you out. So we were talking to Bart, but now, uh, do you, would you like to introduce Anna? Oh, we're very excited. Another Arizona short that will be on Friday, April 15th. It's 9.30. At 9.30. At the screening room. At the screening room. And now we've got Anna Augustoska. Anna, Hi, how, are, how are you? Great. How, how are you how doing? Are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Now, you're a filmmaker as well, and you... How long have you been making films? So this is my second film. Uh, and uh, I've been making films for, for a year now, documentary films. And this is my second short. And this one is called Our Desert Farms. That is right. All right. Give us, give us a little tease on why we want to come and see this fabulous film of yours. So you want to come to see Our Desert Farms if you ever wonder why we have agriculture in our state, Arizona, and why... Why do we still need it or whether we need it and what's going to happen? Because climate change is real. It's happening. And 70% of water goes to agriculture. And what's going to happen to all these farmers? Or should we? Shouldn't we have them? Basically, we just gave them the voice. We just let them tell their stories, why they are here, what are their current challenges and struggles, and what are the, what are, what's going to happen in the future? What they think about it? How they think about it? And you jam this all into a 15-minute short? 20. A 20-minute, but still 20 minutes. So did you, did you talk to our little cousin, Clay Smith, <laughs> at Sleeping Frog Farms? Uh, we did find three farmers because we, uh, we focus on Central Arizona. So um, farms, Arizona has uh, different sectors of, of farming, but we, we focused our film on Central Arizona because otherwise... Uh, we would have to drive to Yuma, where agriculture is completely different, where the climate is completely different, where are different um, different things that uh, farmers are growing. So we decided to focus on this part of our state. And how did that work out? Oh, it worked out wonderfully. Uh, we found three amazing farmers who basically opened up about their current situation, about their lives, what they think uh, was going to happen, how they see this water crisis which is really happening in our state and uh, other states as well and all over the world, and how they see themselves uh, in 10, 5, 5, 10, 15 years from now. Wow. So how did you get interested? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you take the mm -hmm. global warming issue out, yes. how did you come up with this idea? How did you get interested in this? 
You know what? Because I, I'm not from here. I'm originally from Poland. I've lived in, in Arizona for almost five years now. And I've been driving around and I, you know, I saw a lot of green. And I wondered. I saw desert and ducks supposed to this green uh, farmlands. And I wondered how it, this all works. And then I started digging and I, you know, I came across an article uh, in, um, published by ProPublica, very controversial article, titled How Arizona Cotton is Fueling the, water, uh, the West Water Crisis. And then I started talking to people, and a lot of people um, didn't agree with this article, which, was, um, which hurt a lot of farmers, which wasn't what they really thought that the ProPublica was, wanted to write about. And they felt hurt, and they wanted to speak up. And uh, firstly, it wasn't easy to convince them because they thought that I might say, talk, you know, I might um, do a very similar story. But I, I told them that I will tell them an honest story in this 20 minutes, in these 20 minutes. Good for you. And so the fa- all three of the farmers have given you the thumbs up, that, the green thumbs up, that yes. you've, uh, you've, you've told their story accurately. Yes, yes. And they all reviewed the film. They all saw it because as a filmmaker... Uh, I keep my independence as a documentary filmmaker. I keep my independence, but I always make sure afterwards that I told an honest story. So I let them see the film and I got the reaction and I got green light. Awesome. So as you were interviewing these folks, did they tell you what you thought they'd tell you or were there any aha moments? They were, there were some aha moments. And I also spoke with a few experts from the University of Arizona. One expert was in water, climate change, and agriculture and economy. And also, basically, they confirmed, which was very surprising to me, what farmers told me. Because usually when you have expert who doesn't leave, live the, the life the farmer does, you might expect slightly different results. But basically, they confirmed, both sides confirmed the same point of view. Awesome. So you have you have scientific information and anecdotal information, and you're yes. presenting it all in your movie, Our Desert Farms. It's going to be screened at the screening room Friday, mm-hmm. April 15th at 9.30. Yes, we are very excited to be there. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. And you're going to be there to answer questions for folks. Yes, of course I will be. All right, Anna. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We wish you lots and lots and lots of success. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, Fred. So Arizona International Film Festival, we got a little taste of two different film, local filmmakers. Yeah, but there's going to be tons of films from around the world. 25 countries for 25 years. Amazing. It is amazing. And no Kleenex. No, no. The, the still Kleenex. not making the Kleenex. You know, we, that might get in the 100th anniversary of the Arizona yeah, Film Festival. Yeah, cut it. <laughs> so do we got any, so me, at, Fred and I at this point in the show like to put our arm bar on you to give some stuff away. So how about a couple of tickets to the opening night? How about a couple of tickets to the Anthropologist on Thursday, April 14th, 7.30 at the Screening Room? Send me an email at fred at fredandjeff.com, and we'll send you out some passes for opening the opening ceremonies for the Arizona International Film Festival. Awesome. Mia, good luck. I hope you guys have a great festival. Thank you so much. Fred, have a great week, and folks, get out there, meet your neighbor, and make Tucson a great place. We'll talk to you again next week. You're on The Fred and Jeff Show. Let's talk about the good time.
This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Sleeping Frog Farms and Fred's Meditation Salon and Tequila Lounge.